Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean Have you guys played the other two Bayonettas? Absolutely I Fantastic actually have I not But, you know, if they're anything on par with like Devil May Cry or anything like that then that's always the comparison that I have, but I'm a big Devil May Cry. Oh, like I love Devil. I May love Cry. Devil May Cry. Have you never played Bayonetta, Sean? Uh, I have one okay. and two. Okay. I have not. So. Uh, I've played half of Bayonetta one, but I don't know. It's just I I have to go back. I'm probably gonna actually I have it downloaded on my Steam Deck mm-hmm. because I was planning on going back to it, but you know I'm playing Elden Ring again, so so. Nothing else. Sean, matters. did you ever end up playing Devil May Cry Five? Um, I made it probably three quarters of the way through, um, and that is also on the Steam Deck for me to finish because I own it on PC and on the PS Five. Yeah. Like I enjoyed what I played of it so much that I bought it again because it was on sale. I think for probably like ten bucks. So I'm like, yeah, I'm getting that. I again. honestly think it was quite possibly my favorite Devil May Cry game. Dude, okay, this might be unpopular. Actually, this is going to be super unpopular. DMC DMC is my favorite. Okay, really? Fucking rock. Okay, so story wise, not 100% great, but gameplay action wise, I am right there with you, actually. It's it's really good. It's one of those things, it just got bogged down by them trying to retell a story that. I I never played DMC because. Dude, you can get it for like three bucks, yeah, and it's so might, worth it. Yeah, it's. I might honestly own it already. You might. Oh, dude, I that, that might be one of the first games that I actually actively consciously tried to hundred percent, and then just like said, "Fuck it, I dude. don't care." Enough. Oh, I tell you what, I, really I like those. Yeah, for although I DMC five I or Devil May Cry five was when you'd have other players in your game when there's multiple characters on the screen that mm-hmm. was a lot of fun i was like man why hasn't why hasn't this happened before and it's just right no no what i okay so you know what i don't like about devil may cry 5 yeah i hate the fucking hand i hate the robot hand i hate it so goddamn much i hate the different hands that you can get that shoot different things out and I think there's a point in the game where I just don't want to manage that anymore. And so every time you have a mission where it forces you to play, who is that? Nero. 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 Yeah, where you have to play Nero, I don't want to play. The wow. former second Black Power Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny because uh, I'm the same, but with the dude with the cane. I don't like him, he? but I really like Nero he? and his... And his uh, arm gameplay. I and uh, Dante. Nobody asked, but I just wanted to point out that uh, Devil May Cry Three is my personal favorite. Nice, fair, nice. The, uh, so I played through yeah. also uh, because they gave a DLC that you could play through the game as Virgil, and that was also really yeah. good. Also, Virgil's badass. Also has probably one of the most badass songs in the game. Not gonna lie. Dude, that entire soundtrack oh, yeah. to that game oh, is gosh. killer. Every time you see me playing that game, I get a message from you. Yeah. 
be like, yeah, how about that music, huh? Or something like that. Like every Dude, single I time, freaking, it never I freaking fails. love it. It's, it's quite possibly one of the best sound game soundtracks ever. It, it's, Damn, it is freaking something. killer. Well, and I will yeah. say, anybody out there on the fence about a Steam Deck, Devil May Cry 5 runs incredibly... I want a Steam Deck very badly. Uh, the more I talk to you, it, so it's on. Dude, it's definitely it something I want to get at some point. But I got. I got to build a Once new I PC go, like, first. Yeah, that's kind of what I want to do as well. I want to build a, a home one first. Yeah, and then I'll get the. I'll get that for fun. Um, so what I learned, uh, pro tip for anybody getting a Steam Deck: just get the mm-hmm. base model and expand out from there. You don't. The only differences between like the one, like I have the higher end one. And it's got the terabyte of dry, uh, SSD on it. It's got the anti-glare screen. You can just get a, a screen cover that's going to cut back on the anti-glare screen. And uh, you can just open it up and expand the memory yourself mm-hmm. it, for much, much cheaper. Um, and it takes SD cards. Like, get a two terabyte SD card. That's for like badass. 150, 200 bucks. So right off the rip save the money get the base model because there's literally literally no difference and it's game changing i haven't touched my switch since doesn't it have multiple (laughs) sd card slots or something too no there's only one but it's seamless it's easy to swap in and out and then you could okay like cover your ears everybody who works for the police department or whatever but you can emulate literally anything you can emulate your switch yeah on it. it it's it's bonkers like it doesn't even support like you can't play Diablo on there naturally, but I got Battle.net up and running on it in like ten minutes. Damn! So I, I'm playing like Diablo two on it. it. It, dude, it's so good. Um, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, I remember what I was gonna ask. Did either of you have you played Metal Gear Rising Revengeance? No, but it's like two dollars on CD dude. key, like at all times. Yeah. I haven't played Dude, it, that's, but I'm, that is, in my opinion, one of the greatest action games ever made because it's. It also had a pretty good soundtrack ridiculous. as well. It also has a fucking rocking ass soundtrack, and it's just again, I, it's Kojima it's related, but it's Platinum that made the game. Yeah. They did all the gameplay elements. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So I made and that's Bayonetta. Uh, yeah, so I yeah, they my did Spotify plays some video game stuff on there too, and. Uh, what is it? Reven- Revengeance or something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance yeah. is yeah. the yeah. best so name. The, that soundtrack well, that, pops that up. That game's seen a resurgence. So, huh? That soundtrack pops That's up awesome, for dude. me on, on there every once in a while. Along with Devil May Cry. And um, I found an awesome um, Mick Gordon uh, playlist. Apparently, say, like, apparently still, he I mean, does. Uh, like the new Killer Instinct too, and oh. Allie Edwards does some vocals for that as well. <laughs> Who does the Devil May yeah, Cry dude. Devil Trigger song? The only thing I'm bummed nice. about there possibly being a new Doom game is that Mick Gordon will absolutely not be doing the soundtrack for no. them. No, I think actually no fucking way in hell. I, which is awful because uh, that it doesn't get better. Honestly, at this point, I. Th- think they could probably be done with doom so yeah if they end with eternal that's fair i think it was a good stopping point after the two dlcs did you play that at all sean uh doom eternal yeah dude the doom 2016 i played the shit out of doom doom 2016 doom 2016 better 
I think Doom 2016 has had one of the most underrated multiplayer mo like gameplay ever. That game's multiplayer was that was so actually fucking that, awesome. that one was actually pretty pretty fun. For I remember that's bit. what they released as the beta, and I played the shit out of that. And then the game came out, and I never played multiplayer. Oh, dude, Mitch and I played the hell out of that multiplayer. Like being able to play as like the demon. At like versus teams, or like you could get a huge, uh, you, you know, kill streak yeah. and uh, turn into the demon. It was just one of the coolest dynamics. It was like, it was like playing Quake, like on steroids. It, it was because it's also it that wild. fast twitch, man. Yeah, ah, Doom. Oh, so oh, good. Chef's kiss. Doom twenty sixteen, I think, was was like a perfect first person shooter game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree, yeah. man. And I, I think Eternal was only better just because it added so much just it it, it crisped it, it yeah. It it took it. It was from, like Doom twenty sixteen was the creme brulee and then Doom Eternal was like the, the flame torch on top of the marshmallow. <laughs> yeah. That was That's just 100% like percent was little was. little twist to perfection, like just oh, hell oh. yeah. Man, those games guys, folks listening. Yeah, those games are constantly on sale, um, and that's not because they're bad games. No, like if they're you, just old. If they've you made see their them money. On sale, pick, pick them up and play them. You don't even have to think. This is a thankless recommendation. Check them out. <laughs> yes. have fun. Thankless. You, we want no thanks. So yeah, don't even hit Absolutely us up. Go no. give us a follow, yeah. but don't even yeah. thank us. <laughs> Unless you really like it, and then talk to us about it, because we like talking about games. Oh, there's a pupper. Yes, this is Sam, my boxer. Oh, uh, <laughs> comes up, man. I love, I love the big, mean-looking dogs that all they want to do is just come up and get cuddled and and mm-hmm. pet. It's a great. That's what I love about I, it. I a good him. Rottweiler too. Yeah, dude, uh, absolutely. Because yeah. Rottweilers, when I yeah, when I was a kid, Rotties especially had like a terrible reputation. Them and Dobermans, but like. They're, Every Rottweiler I've ever yeah. met is the sweetest dog in the entire world. Yeah, they really They're are. The I'll tell biggest you, biggest lovable goofs. The the dogs that had uh, that I've had experience with that were freaking terrible. Um, Chow's. Chihuahuas. Yep. A Chow's for sure. And, yeah. Uh, Just an asshole dog. Schnauzers. <laughs> Dude, they have this the big dog complex. There's they're these little shitheads that feel uh-huh. like they have to. Like bite you and hang yeah, off your arm to show you that they're a big old motherfucker. Right on my hand, <laughs> there. Whereas it's always funny. Like I know, especially Great Danes, but like generally, big dogs are actually huge scaredy cats. Yeah, just the most docile creature. Yeah. Just, just like don't, don't, please don't hurt me. Oh, loud noise! <laughs> I'm terrified. I had a uh, pit terrier mix uh, named Buddy. Wow, I haven't talked about Buddy in so long. I was like 17. And the, you know the the hyena from Lion King, the mm-hmm. one with the tongue hanging Ed, out of Ed. the side. Eddie, yeah, yeah, with the tongue, <laughs> just laughing all the freaking time. I swear, Buddy was the exact same thing as as yeah. Eddie, just the the biggest dumbass, and just love like it. loved everything. That's what I love about dogs, man. Yeah, they're so they, stupid. That innocence. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss, my friend, yep. and goddamn dogs are dumb and happy. They are. Yes. <laughs> Man, you know I what wish... dogs don't think about? What's that? 
is dying all episodes? alone in space. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah, and uh, losing episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And, so I want to touch on this real quick. Folks, ahead, you may yeah. have noticed there's a missing week. Well, one of our audios cut about 15 minutes short, and so there wasn't a full episode, and I didn't feel right putting that out to you guys uh, as like this half of an episode. So last week, we actually talked about Hubie Halloween, um, and Which- boys, uh my mom just had surgery and she's calling me. Do you want to take it away yep. for a couple of minutes? I got I'm it. We got it. Myself. I think okay, cool. uh, on all fronts for Hubie Halloween, we all three really, really enjoyed it. It was uh, a good movie. Good experience. Sure was. We had fantastic Which was surprising about it. Yeah. Um, it was su- surprising for an Adam Sandler Netflix movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you? I actually. Go ahead. Did you rewatch it? I thought I have not yet. No, okay. Uh, because uh, the new Call of Duty came out. Yeah, so. I've seen you on that. But anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> guess what pulled me away from Destiny Two finally? Dude, Gotham Knights <laughs> has been pulling me away. I see you on there when I'm. On <laughs> Call I'm like, of Duty. I'm like, all right, good for him. I'm like, all right. Are you playing it co-op with anyone? Uh, so also, Hubie Halloween was great. Yeah. We all three really enjoyed it. Yes. Um. All right, I'm back. But yeah, as far as uh, I haven't played it with anybody yet. I have mm. uh, s- someone in mind. Uh, a, we were on Hubie a Halloween. Person that we, gra- graduated we with we moved to Gotham with Knights. us. Uh, Heather uh, purchased it as well. Oh, Copeland. Yeah, and uh, so should not have given her last name out. Sorry about that. But but anyway, <laughs> she's uh, don't be creeps. Probably gonna play with me on that one a little bit. Nice, nice. So I've uh, I started well, off as a Nightwing. And moved on to Red Hood. I don't know why. Okay. Nice. Because yeah. you got the red fire of anger. Just like the nice man from Jurassic Park has at the end of this movie. Yes. You guys, Sam Neill is burning with anger. He's a fiery jerk. I can't believe it. He's a fiery something. Mm-hmm. Shocked the hell out of me as a teen. Did That's it? the nice uh- guy from Jurassic Park, man. I was so the heel he, turn of all heel turns, it's guys. It's those nice guys that can end up being, you know, pretty pretty good was he, heels. Was he really that nice, though, when he even was talking about pulling a kid's guts out with this is true. a velociraptor claw? No, even in that movie, he was kind of a shithead. Yeah. He really was. Yeah. Till the end, when he, uh... That, that's always Sam Neill's character. Kind of a shithead. Till he either turns to a face? demon or... Who is the real baby face in Jurassic Park? The T-Rex? Um, <laughs> there was a double turn at some point, right? <laughs> well, so, yeah. <laughs> I actually I legitimately think Ian Malcolm is probably the baby face of the whole movie. Oh, 100%. He's the only thing he's, that sees he's everything clearly. the entire time. Yeah. yeah. So That's fair. I love the, we should go now. Yeah, so good. Let's mm. talk about Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh, talked, We watched uh, Event Horizon. Yes. The Event Horizon. Also hey. the name for the interior ring of a black hole. Isn't it just like the cusp right before you enter? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That you won't actually I think that's where the spaghettification takes place. Yeah. You won't it's be alive like the when you point cross of it. no return. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 
And like, what's crazy too is that like, it pulls you in, but you also stay there because of space time not working right. Like, uh, black holes are so fucking weird. Oh, dude, dude. Like, they terrify me. It's like you could pass it and not know it, and basically keep going for eternity for to you. But you're actually to right. everyone oh. else outside of it. You're gone. You're toast. I, or and, something uh, like I, that. I, I it's we got. I used to be like really into the the whole process of it. Never I have. I have a, a brief history of time. I've read it. I don't understand it at all. Uh-huh. But I have read it. Uh, but yeah, black holes. All that shit's terrifying. The fact that the our galaxy is orbiting a black hole. <laughs> Not to mention that there are free-roaming primordial black holes. Dude. That's a thing. Space is so fucking insane. And that's goddamn one of the things this movie nails incredibly well is that isolation space atmosphere man that's to me it's terrifying it's the same thing with movies about the deep ocean like the abyss dude like that you are so far beyond fucked like Mm -hmm. help is impossible there's no help yep okay i don't want to give every anything away but the abyss or event horizon which which movie do you prefer all right, so prefers weird because Event Horizon you can bang out. Which you abyss think better? Is, oh, The Abyss. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Hands down, it's James Cameron, man. That's one of James Cameron's greatest movies. <laughs> Was it Peter Come Weller on. in that movie? I mean, and uh, The Abyss, yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Fuck, now you got me questioned. Yeah, I think Peter Weller was in that. Yes. Yeah. Dude's a, dude's a solid Solid actor. He's fucking RoboCop. Of course. RoboCop, man. Shot a dude in the dick. Yep. I'm looking right now. He might not actually be in it. Is he not? I may be thinking of something. It's a really good movie. Chris Way Elliott, better. maybe, is who you're thinking of. That could be, too. So There's a, there's a Peter Weller lookalikes. Or Chris Elliott lookalikes. I don't know. Anyways, I didn't mean to derail. Uh, Ed Harris it. is who uh, it is. But you're... Ooh, Ed Harris. Look, Ed Harris, great actor. Yep. Um, so him and, Pete, him and Peter Weller, so I get good. confused. Hey, Ed Harris, Apollo thirteen, space. We're back on track. Yep. Okay. So. Isolation. <laughs> Disaster in space. Let's go, boys. They happen. Apparently, it's one of the most terrifying things. Well, and you know, it's it's it stays within. One of the things I kind of like is that it stays within our solar system. You know, we haven't progressed up, that far yet. It is up by Neptune, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. You know, so, which makes sense I, because that movie takes place in 2047, which isn't that far yeah, off we, now. <laughs> which is wild. We are right now in 2022, exactly the halfway point. From this movie being made and that event happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, right? That is like <laughs> the what? That's I noticed that during the movie. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not making it to that point. <laughs> no. No. Oh, no. 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 We're not. 
Another 20 years at this pace? Nope. Mm-mm. We were supposed to be flying 20 years ago. Uh, mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We were supposed to have hoverboards in 2015. All right. <laughs> Thanks. So quick Thanks, breakdown Marty. of this movie. So uh, Sam Neill's character makes a ship. Uh, Dr. Weir uh, designs this ship that uses gravity, uh, some gravity bullshit to basically bend space in half so that you can go from point a to point b uh whether it's basically insane time travel going through like a black hole to end up from one place to another (laughs) now this ship uh the event horizon was the ship that was designed to do this it went missing after uh starting its thing and then just reappeared and seven years later yeah, they got a distress signal, and they are being sent to go out to see what happened and recover the ship. Uh, and basically, the ship went somewhere where, well, it shouldn't have gone. Went to another dimension of, of hell- hellish. Um, some would say a takes, hellish dimension. It takes the uh, it's the nightcrawler version of teleportation. Yeah. And some fucked up stuff happens, and uh, I just wanted to cover that quick thing on there. Some really fucked up stuff happens, (laughs) and I'm sure we'll touch upon that as we chat about this. But I realize we don't ever give a quick overview, so if you don't know about this movie, there's a quick overview. It's a very good addition, Sean, and I'm happy that you did that. Uh, I want to—this is uh, not a— this is a pretty common theme, is what I'm trying to say in science fiction. This idea of like the instant travel and the fact that like uh, it's probably not all that great though. Like we kind of don't really understand it. Uh, we probably pretty good, shouldn't do this. <laughs> yeah, there's well, a pretty good Stephen King short story called The Jaunt about it, uh, yeah. where uh, they've figured out instant travel there, but the the caveat is that you have to be asleep before you can do it, and uh, this bo- this dude and his son are traveling, and the son like is asking like, well, why? And the dad's like, well, you just can't. They did it with some prisoners, and it didn't go well. And so the son uh, fakes taking his medicine, and then like it's a quick cut because like the dad goes to sleep, and the next thing like the next sentence is the dad awakens, and his son is screaming, and he turns, and his son's like hair is white, and his eyes are like white, and he's just saying, it goes forever, dad. It goes forever. And so, like, it's, you know, what the fuck happens in that time, but obviously something enough to make this child go insane, so. What I'm getting at here is that this movie does a pretty good science fiction trope. It handles it. Yeah. It takes it some places. I also heard a very interesting theory, or I read one, it might have even been in the IMDb, but there's this fun little theory that this movie takes place in the early days of the warhammer 40k lore and that they actually cross into the chaos realm well that's and the that's horizon goes and that's one thing that uh dr weir says is that whenever you know he's finally kind of fully possessed mm-hmm. in this movie sort of is that the the event horizon goes to a realm of pure chaos so yeah oh he does say that that's true uh back in 97 it was Primarily, it was it was hell. It was. Uh, mm-hmm. So the event horizon goes through a black hole, ends up in hell for a while, and then uh, comes back. Yeah, and then you start to get some early signs that things aren't right because they 
pick up bio life signs all throughout the ship, but they're low. But that's and sporadic. Like the whole ship, the whole ship is sending off bio readings. Like there's people everywhere. Yep, they peak. You can't pinpoint exactly where these are coming from because it's all over the place. And then mm-hmm. they spike and diminish throughout. It's very... the whole ship. So yeah. Very weird. Also, super weird. The way that they attach to this ship is to just like forcefully grab onto some antennae. That I was like, that could not have been the best way. Like, there's no way. That's no. That was there's the, so many. Uh, that was the uh, ship. The pilot being a dick. To a degree, but like also like there would have to be. Ah, I don't know, man. You would get. I just being in like a bureaucracy world, you would too, bro. Like, there's no way you would just fly off and do something like that. No, but also at the same time, too, you have to take into account that that ship, the Lewis and Clark, that went out there to meet up the with the Event Horizon when it returned, was um, it was a search and rescue ship. So, they're planning to probably not bring the Event Horizon back, but. You know, take, find any survivors and take them back. So, I mean, it might uh, be just like, yeah, we'll uh, take the take the data and and the survivors, and you know, screw the ship, man. They they did find something. Mm-hmm. I want to know uh, after Sean's recap. We with both of you have never seen it, but you've kind of. Seeing things through osmosis of the cultural zeitgeist. Um, doing that, how did this movie affect you guys? Did it? Were you ever scared, tense, nervous? Uh, for me, it was um, more of curious as to where all the pieces fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the progression of the crew story. Because watching you know clips of it or something like that it doesn't give you a full picture you know you get the gist of it but you don't get like everything that happens in that movie and there's some pretty cool parts that those clips you know didn't show so um also some parts with the um kind of definitely 90s uh cgi uh <laughs> so much of that that I was like, okay. Yeah, buddy. Didn't need it. I think. This is back when I it was they, still new. Yeah. And they it was like, we must CGI everything. The most expensive shot was the opening shot of like the camera rotating yeah. uh, as Sam Neill is brushing his teeth. Mm-hmm. Completely really? needless shot. Yeah, that was the most expensive shot in the movie. Wow. <laughs> Here I was like, we... We watched the scene where, like, a shitty-looking laptop's, like, in a TV's floating in the middle of, like, the event horizon. Uh, and then it, like, pans out to, like, a space station over Earth, and it's rotating all over the place. That's the scene that you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I saw that scene, and I was like, wow, there's where all of the budget went. <laughs> there yep. it is. It was a very large part of it. This was also, this is Paul W.S. Anderson, uh, mm-hmm. who generally, on the whole, I don't like as a director. <laughs> I okay. feel, to what me, was, this is uh, kind of his diamond in the rough. What, what was his other movies that he did? 
He's done. He did all the Resident Evil okay, movies with Mila yeah. Jovovich because they were married. They were a thing. They still are married, aren't they? I don't think so anymore. Maybe so because I think I he think also so, did Monster yeah, Hunter. Yeah, he did Monster and Hunter. And she wants to do another one. Mm-hmm. So hmm. he's he's kind of a schlocky guy. I'm also pretty sure he's another one of those. I think he got his start in early music video, which a lot of directors do, but for a lot of them, it kind of sets. Like, the guy that directed uh, Alien Resurrection also was a music video director for a long time. And, like, that movie is shot like a music video. Oh, and that movie. One of the things I why. hated about that was, like, that movie had horrible angles. Because it's like a music yeah, video. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like you know, it's, it's, it's like it's the very fish, weird. fishbowl uh, running, you know, through a hallway. So it looks like kind of does that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that thing. Shit. I'm like, I hate that. I hate that. Uh, yeah. So, Shawnee, you watched this for the first time? Yeah. Initial thoughts? I, my initial thoughts? I, I didn't like this movie. <laughs> I didn't think you would. It's not in the Shawnee thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure how to take that. Like, I do like, um, like horror-ish movies. Uh and I was very excited going into this because I had just heard nothing but great things about it. And by the end of the movie, I was like, eh, meh, that was all right. I wondered um, for a while if it was going to be a case of overhype. Yeah, I, that's absolutely 1000% it. But mm -hmm. like, I was excited to just watch it. And I don't know. It didn't quite live up to, I think, how excited everybody has always been about the movie. And I think it may also be a case of maybe I wish I saw this 20 years ago mm -hmm. because maybe I might, I might have different feelings about it, but there's just a lot of things since this movie has come out that does a lot of very similar things and it does them much better. <laughs> I did really like the idea and premise of the movie, um, you know, with the gravity rings and that was a really cool room. And the scene where Justin, I like how they kept calling him Mr. Justin, but Justin gets, you know, pulled into there and he comes out and it's all fucked up. And there's a lot of really cool, horrific scenes. But all in all, shrug. Yeah. That's um, pretty fair. But I really hope this is the same case of, you know, over the next, say, half an hour or so that we talk about it, that... It's almost like the Hubie Halloween effect for you, where you weren't super keen on it, but the more that we talked about it, uh, the more you came around to it. And al already in like the last ten minutes or so, I've already enjoyed much more, you know, analyzing of it than I did really watching it. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I think one thing that does definitely hurt it at this day and age is immediately that dated CGI, and there is yeah. a lot of it, and it instantly pulls you out of the movie. It even did it back then, but you're everybody was showing off like mm -hmm. when they really shouldn't have been because we weren't at that level yet. We, People yeah. thought that we were. Yeah. But no. You, you know, also just touching on something that I just said that so many movies do it and they do it better now. But even thinking about saying that prior to that, Aliens did it and did it better. You know, it visually... It was very good. And okay, so not thematically, you know, you've got all the Geiger stuff from 
uh, from aliens. And mm-hmm. this is more of a hellish landscape and imagery and stuff like that. But the spaceship and the effects, I mean, obviously, Aliens was very practical. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Very clearly was not. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. And I don't even think that it was the CG stuff that took me out of it. Sure. Like, thankfully, they they don't do a lot of it once the movie goes on. Like, it's there at the beginning to, like, I think, flash people. And, like, there's these all of these rules, like, you got to have something happen by the 20-minute mark in the movie or else people start to lose interest. And I think a lot of this flashy CGI at the start is, like, sort of filler for that. Because we are, it is a bit of a slow burn, especially, mm-hmm. like, getting to things. Because it has a lot of... um I don't want to say environment, universe building to do it first, to get us to this level. Like, we're doing all this, like, exposition dump about, like, oh, Doctor's never flown three months out, and, oh, he's not going to blah, blah, blah. And, like, we're doing all this shit, like, setting all this stuff up. And, like, they kind of flash it up, like I said, because you've also seen that before in, like, Alien and Aliens and kind of... And not on top, needed as much. And on top but. of that, they had to build up the event horizon scenario as mm-hmm. well because it went missing. But we never yeah. saw it's, that part. It's, yeah, it's building up this haunted house in space aspect. It's yeah. putting the legend to the ship. Uh, and again, there's there's some very 90s movies things that I could also, like, when they're coming up, on, I don't know, man, just... The way they find the event horizon by just flying fast through a cloud and listening to radar beep as it gets closer, and they never slow down when they're within like two, two meters, two miles. It's like, bro, why meters. are you still, ba- yeah, why are you still barreling full force? Slow down. Yeah. It's you can't see anything. So it's right some, in front of you. Yeah, toss that shit in reverse. And then, but but then we get that dramatic burst through the clouds effect, and you know, there's. <sighs> It's weird, man. Movies are weird. Uh, yeah, because it's like, but, I mean, realistically speaking, in a scenario like that, they're not going to be having like windows. <laughs> they're not going to have no. reliable, you know, typically reliable visual footage, except for you know their radar uh, and whatever kind of you know, maybe sensor. some exterior cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever kind of sensor package they're deciding to use in space at that point in time. So they do have beautiful big bay windows on those spaceships, though. Yeah, to let all that radiation in, and uh, all that valuable real estate for wiring and. Mm, let's just yeah. Yep. It's uh, it's quite something though. I think one thing that this movie for me does still nail is that isolation feeling. And yeah, watching yeah. it this time, I was still like. Just, I kept thinking, like, God, how much would this fucking suck to also know that, like, oh, you're still stuck here. You literally cannot get away. No, no matter what, you are fucking you've, you've three months a, uh, or whatever, six months flight out in space, dude. Yeah. You hit a, you hit it on the head, I think, too, describing it as a haunted house in space. Because 100%, that's what it is. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, it's basically, you've got basically ghosts, uh, you know, odd noises, uh, you know, an evil presence within the, within the ship that, you know, you can't, and the difference is that, you know, sometimes you can get out of a haunted house and just run away. 
sure. space, you're kind of screwed and stuck there. Like, like the old moniker, man. In space, no one can hear you scream. Exactly. And, God. Ah, it's I. That's what I love and hate about all these these space horror movies and why they're so effective, at least to me, man. Because it's not only is there terrible shit happening, there's the added aspect of like you have to deal with every you can't. There's no escape, man. Literally, yeah. and they you can't just run out the window. Well, and they deal with several other things in this movie. You know, like uh, you know, de- decompression, atmospheric decompression. Uh, you know. That's Life real support. and also not real at the exact same time in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at the exact same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, so they have to deal with that. They have to deal with oxygen, scrub, you know, CO2 scrubbers to scrub the uh, CO2 out of the air, which is a which is a thing. Um, and they're just you know, giant PVC tubes. Yeah. Uh, PVC tubes look like kind of light tubes or something for a little bit, but yeah. So, I mean, and again, there's things. My, reiterating my point, they don't have a universal docking system, but they have universal CO2 scrubbers. Come on! Mm-hmm. Come I on! I love that the CO2 scrubbers, like, there's 20 of them that all go right outside the magnetic rings. Yeah. Right? Like, what? Yeah. Is, like, what? Like, is, like, what? <laughs> Why are you having them there too? Like that's not your living court. I don't. It was well very odd too. Yeah, but that was the engineering section of the. I guess thing. too. But I mean, because you wouldn't want you wouldn't want that stuff in the living quarters because you want like living. You had space. to walk through the cheese grater to get there. I don't even get me started on the cheese grater. That <laughs> I don't think had any purpose except to possibly make someone who's actually watching this movie. On a large screen throw up. Yeah, that, What's that's funny? the only purpose because they explain what it's for, and it's like to take Very static cr- off of your or something to not it, interfere with the magnets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was the most bullshit excuse just for them to feel smart. Yeah, or I think it was really just to throw you off. It makes you feel surreal. You're in a giant spinning mouth of teeth. Yeah. like it's again ah. It's make you feel like it is, it is, absolutely, it is a haunted house because you see that in those like yeah. fun house things too. It's absolutely one hundred percent fucking ridiculous, though. A whole wholly agree. It's, it's like also the, it's like that uh, scene in Galaxy Quest where they're going through the bowels of the ship and it's like got all these death traps in it. Oh, it's it's funny to me, like because I famously have a problem with things like that, but. That scene has never once made me motion sick, but it apparently affects a lot of people. Yeah. But didn't fuck with me at all. It affects so much that it even fucked with Lawrence Fishburne, and he couldn't film the take where he's running and the fire is exploding behind him. Uh-huh. He, they had to do that in like three or four takes because he couldn't run the whole way. It made him sick to be in the hallway. Uh, well, so uh, we Holly has that. Where we went to a fun house kind of thing where she couldn't. It messes with oh, her equilibrium. So the yeah. spinny wheel thingy. Yeah. Um, so as she couldn't cross a bridge, it was. What are those called? I don't know. She says they, she they screams suck. from the living room. I couldn't walk. No, like I, she physically couldn't move herself. She had to have help uh, it, getting through it because. Her brain froze up. 
It's kind of what it seems like. Yeah. I really like the scene too. Like when, uh, ever the event horizon thing would start to activate and like the things pull away to the brighter and brighter light. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a really cool effect. It was a nice practical effect. It wasn't shitty Mm -hmm. CG. It's where this movie does best is when we're doing things the right I, again i'm always a big practical guy in general, well it though, so. it kind of does the um almost like a little bit of the stargate effect from you know with how it's almost kind of like a liquid that gate and you can kind of pull on a little bit it oh, it does it that bl- yeah. yeah once it goes black and you know that's always that kind of works there also you know what else I think really worked in this movie was the cerebral stuff. The stuff that they were seeing, the hallucinations, I thought those all worked very well in this movie when the ship was really fucking with the people. Mm -hmm. And it didn't go too far into the the visually hellish stuff. Um, I'll tell you right. Can you guess the scene that I did not watch? And I, I was like, Sarah, tell me when this is done. Um, Can you guess? Jeez, I I'm trying to think, but I I would say uh, if I had to guess, it was right. the scene where like you finally see the decrypted video of the. Oh no! No, it, it's a scene where his wife is slitting her wrists in the bathtub. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I couldn't watch that scene at all, and like even listening to it, it sounded way too over the top. That's the kind of stuff that, like, I find to be a ho- like that is horror as fuck. The mm-hmm. other stuff, eh, whatever. I can watch that. I can watch somebody peel their face off. <laughs> um, whereas, like, playing with very real things and hallucinations, I was very, very fascinated with this movie until it just veered a little too much away. Mm-hmm. Understandable. And the, the one of the most terrifying things to me still is when. The uh, the one chick who couldn't get a replacement is in the med bay by herself, and you hear that, mm. and you're like, "Yeah, what the fuck is that?" And then it does it again, and yeah. then she's walking, and then it does it again, and you see, it and it's a hand on this, and you're like, "What the fuck, dude?" Yeah, that is some mm-hmm. top quality suspense building, and yes, even when she pulls it away, what I love, it's not a jump scare. This movie has very small amount of jump scares. A lot of it is just Tension building. Uh, tension yep. building and like just the environment and the yeah. just making you feel uncomfortable, building that dread. And I like that. It's got, I can think of maybe two. There's the one where he's in the weird like green tunnel and the lights come back on and his wife without eyes is right there. Really mm-hmm. big on the no eyes. Well, you don't need uh, eyes where we're going. Where we're going. <laughs> you don't need eyes to see. Um, but yeah, the the movie's strength is definitely in those moments. Um, and like you said, Sean, the, the realism, the, the people's real things, like he's going through that, he's reliving his wife's suicide again, and it's fucked up, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um, pretty wild. And like, as uh, it may seem like I'm just shitting on this movie, I did, I mean, it's not that I didn't like it. Like it's, at all, like I did find enjoyment <laughs> through the entire thing and things that I did like about it. And I liked the idea of the movie. And, um, you know, I was very interested to see kind of where it went 
but it had, I think, a very predictable ending, too, which may have really hampered uh, mm -hmm. the impact of it because it's it's the same thing you've seen in any any movie like this is that a couple of the main characters end up on uh you know end up on the escape pad get away or did they although um, i think they they truly like it was another one of those space dreams yeah right may wink <laughs> <laughs> who knows so uh, yeah i think Maybe up until that point, or the scene where Sam Elliott, not Sam Elliott, wow. Sam Neill. That'd be dope if Sam Elliott was in this movie, dude. That'd be so sick. <laughs> Can you imagine it like a, a little hellion with that dope ass mustache? That'd be sick as hell. But Sam Neill, as like, uh, he's got the, he's just bloody and his body's all carved up, and that little fight next to the rings. It's so kind of lame. It was very lame. And that's another, yeah. it's like, it's one of those things that like, you know, it's just a producer note, like, Oh, we've got to have a fight. And it's like, no, why? And another one, like I would have liked this movie even more if nobody got away, dude, as it really yep. should have been Same. as like, nobody should have <laughs> got the fuck away, dude. Like yep. it's a bleak, most... desolate tale. Fucking bleak it out, baby. Agreed. And some of the kind of borderline unnecessary comedy. Like Cooper? Uh, example? Uh, well, you got the one guy floating off into space after the space shuttle. Oh, blows that? Up. Okay, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Here so I come, motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. And then he, just lie, to get blown back away? Yeah. Yeah, I laughed. <laughs> oh, I mean, I did too, but it's like, man. <laughs> right. Yeah, you really didn't need to break that tension. Maybe back when this movie came out, you needed that break in tension. But 25 years later, you don't need that. No, it's Here's like a, there, there's better ways yeah. to do it. And then, you know, he the gets thing, there Sean, just in time yeah. to like a, you know, gets there just in time to get an arrow shot at or a bolt shot yeah, at him. Straight through the glass with the most bullshit following scene that like all of the pressure is being sucked <laughs> out of the cabin and everybody's getting sucked up. Kind of. Yeah. And, and then you've got the main, char main character. Fishburn, like getting to a separate compartment that's still wide open, and as soon as he passes that threshold, guess what? There's no suction. He's, <laughs> He's fine. fine. Yeah. He's Here, fine. give me your hand. It was the dude. That scene took me out of this so hardcore. The uh, especially after that scene with the decompression, where the dude's veins are fucking ripping out of his body and he's bleeding, and it's like super dope. Yeah, that, that one. That sick, one was like yeah with baby bear Justin. Yeah, yeah, that was. It goes almost from that scene. Almost, like within 15, 10, 15 minutes to this other scene where space doesn't matter. Yep. Yep. It's it, the, what I that, was going to say. That was the worst scene in the movie. I'm not, I'm not upset that you're not super into a 90 sci-fi movie with terrible CG <laughs> directed by <laughs> Paul Anderson. And not the good one. Uh, so I, I get it. It, it is, and I definitely think, too, especially for you, Sean, this movie had suffered from a lot of overhype. It's been, what, 20 years of you hearing how scary and terrifying Event Horizon is? I've known other people that have gone the same length and then they finally see it. Or, you know, I've seen it with other people that uh, don't like The Big Lebowski because by the time they saw it, like, they'd heard about how it's the second coming of movies. And then, like, they see it and they're like, what? You know, like, well, they're wrong. 
Those people are wrong. No, I'm just kidding. I I'm just kidding. I have never watched yeah. The Big Lebowski. Oh, watch that movie, Doug. Dude, I'll you I'll give really you my should. login so you can watch it. <laughs> Overhype does not exist. It's not my favorite Coen's movie, but man, it is a fucking good one. I think we talked about this on Hubie Halloween, so... Uh. But uh, if you're going to watch Big Lebowski, don't watch Jesus Rolls. That movie is oh, fucking yeah, trash. And I still regret watching that a week and a half ago. <laughs> I still haven't watched sucked. it yet. Don't watch it. I know, don't but do I want it. to. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't do it, man. Don't do it. Um, for real, yeah. I still love this movie, but you bring up very, very valid points that probably my nostalgia glasses for a long time have isolated me from, Shawnee. But, man... Even w this time watching it, like I was like, that fight scene is so dumb. Why is this here? But I'm just going past it because I'm like, fuck yeah, it's Event Horizon. Let's get to the other shit. But you're yeah. right. like it, It's really dumb. I noticed it this time. It's out of place. Nothing exciting happens. A naked Sam Neill bitch slaps Lawrence Fishburne to the other side of the wall. That's it. You know, I'm only going to say this because I know Dave from Bear Me a Movie formerly known as the Cape Podcasters, will never listen to this, but I'm a movie expert, man. Mm -hmm. Like, what else did you expect? Like, I can see it for what it is. Yeah. That's why movie critique and discussion, I feel, is valid, because everybody brings in different points. And it does. Well, Kyle, I've got to ask you, what are some of the things that you really enjoy about this movie that has uh, helped, helped you kind of, like, enjoy it and want to really come back to it over the years uh so number one uh right out of the gate bang up performances from sam neill and lawrence fishburne dudes carry the fuck out of this movie um uh, i throw in a minor recommendation of uh julian sands is he one of the he's identical looking engineers he's dj uh the the trauma doctor He's better than is that the, the one other that's one. Super aggro? Huh? No, that's the other one. Yeah, that's the other one. The trauma doctor is pretty chill for. He's just for the most part kind of a prick. Oh no, not Jalen yeah. Sands, Jason Isaac. Sorry. They both yeah. both those guys look identical, and it, even it's, it's still it's I'm the, like uh, it's the uh, what is it? Short hair, English bloke. Peter Weller thing all over again. <laughs> just happened to us. You're yes. right. It's, um, uh, but yeah, but Jason yeah, for Isaacs real, like does a does a really good job. In this but he, he's still nothing on Sam Neill and Lawrence oh, no. Fishburne, man. Those no. those guys are crushing it. I do like Lawrence Fishburne and his silly little captain's chair that's hung from the ceiling when he's got his he's got his little knees together when he's like spinning it around. I guarantee you he's uh, doing that because during some of those takes he's banged his knees. Oh yeah, um, that is fantastic. Again, uh, the isolation and dread building is. In my opinion, like this movie nails that better than a lot of other movies. Like this movie makes me more uneasy on rewatches than I have ever been watching. Like, what's the fucking uh, James Wan horror movies that aren't Saw? Insidious. Insidious. Yeah. Dead like, time. and I, I think those are fine movies. I enjoy them, but like, I'm not nervous when I'm watching, but like for some reason, this movie, and I'm sure a big part of it is just the space isolation. And I love space. Was he involved in Malignant? Huh? Um, yeah, I think Malignant. James Wan was. Yeah. He directed. Yeah. So. The movie sucked. It did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was worse, Malignant or Event Horizon? Malignant. <laughs> by like, dude, by miles. The movie sucked. Event Horizon, yeah. But, and then I. 
to shit on it again. I don't know. It does. I hate that Hollywood ending. I hate people get away. That part is a real bummer. Um, yeah. And that Lawrence Fishburne doesn't get away. Or the only other person I care about, the chick with the kid, she also just fucking dies. Whereas these two unnamed people I really don't give a shit about both get away. Three. Because oh, yeah, because he comes back, Just, too. Justin That's right. uh, survives. He's all, like, Does, screwed up, but he survives. I guess so. He's probably going to turn into Squat the next down. Neil. Take deep breath. Deep breath. Is, exhale as much air out of you as you can. Yeah. <laughs> Curl into a ball. Yet, the second time, he's literally screaming. In space. Give me your hand! Yeah, yeah. screaming in space. <laughs> And Sam Neill, yeah. I get, because he's a fucking demon, Sam Neill, at this point. Which, man, he turns quick. Like, he is so in love with yeah. Event Horizon. He's like, okay, yeah, we'll go evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll- mm-hmm. And he's already hallucinating before he even gets on the ship. Yeah. You're right. So, I think... He's not all there He already. absolutely already... Oh, man. Another one, when he has, like, the wake-up dream within the dream where he wakes up in the liquid... Mm-hmm. Also, super terrifying. The fact of like yeah. waking he up like that, isolated, and to breathe. And oh whatnot. my! All of yeah. it was just absolutely. I was like, oh my god! I would flip the. F-. Imagine like being in that. You wake up from like a three month sleep by yourself in a tube and a dark ship, and you're, for, you're like, what the fuck is happening? Where am I? Oh my god! And mm-hmm. why do I hear uh, someone calling my name? Oh yeah. Did, did you guys? Slightly related tangent. Did you guys play Alien Isolation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure did. And oh, awesome. loved it. It's and it's frustratingly <laughs> annoying towards the Toward, end parts of it. Towards the end, it is annoying. Um, uh-huh. But during the beginning to middle, uh, quite possibly one of the most terrifying games I've ever played. That opening like four hours is like some of the best gameplay. Oh yeah. I just saw that a new mod was made where they add even more aliens. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, like, I saw that pop up. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? Who is this for? Who is the target audience? Somebody Who playing with, like, a Donkey Kong bongo? Yeah, that's, like, like speed running it. it. Yeah. Playing it with a Guitar Hero guitar. I was like, someone, Somebody's done someone it, I'm plays sure. it. Someone actually, you know, is masochist enough to play it in VR. Nope. Yeah, that's, nope. A, nope. Big, nope. that's a big nope. So you know, I would play the shit me, out of a uh, Event Horizon VR game. Uh, of course, Paul Anderson had to make a lot of edits to the torture scenes from Hell. Um, yep, and apparently, unfortunately, to there was R. to get it to R. It was in yeah, C seventeen. It was yeah, um, and I've seen like you can find extended clips. There's an extended director's cut, kind of, but like. Apparently, there's this crazy master cut that was lost forever, and then they found it in, like, a salt mine, like, a couple years ago, but unfortunately, it had been ruined. It got, like, exposed to oxygen, and, like, the film degraded to the point that, like, we will never get, like, an Event Horizon true director's cut, which, eh, big deal overall, but he would have added a lot of that shit back in. And it is pretty wild stuff, man. Like I said, you can find a lot of the shit online now because people have broken this movie down frame by frame. I think, uh, honestly, that's another thing that I was a little let down about was the the years of the promise that this has just some of the most fucked up stuff in it. And they're just 
I didn't expect them to just be quick flashes. Mm-hmm. And there are some really messed up things that is... you see, but it's so fast that I don't think anything has time to really resonate with you outside of whatever I just saw was messed up. <laughs> yeah, outside of there was that one scene where whoever it was, I mean, actually this scene's probably going to stick with me for a while. Like if I ever think about this movie is where the dude, um, goes down, he puts him on the table, grabs the scalpel and you can hear him start cutting him. And then they find him upside down, hung by the hooks with his chest, and his body's just dripping on the table. That was, I mean, it's not going to stick with me for a long time because it was like terrifying or anything, but it was just a very powerful. It was a powerful image. image. It's like a, Reverse Blood Eagle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think that was the most horrifying thing that I saw in this movie. <laughs> That's one of those things that you, you know, if you came across it in person, you'd be like, whoa, that's nope. yep. fucked up. Can I? Uh... If I came across that in person, I'm out of here, well, dude. And, and see, the thing is, is that realistically someone could do that to someone yeah and that's what's the terrifying part about it <laughs> i like that we're, we're at that point for me when i walk into the event horizons bridge room <laughs> and the walls are painted in blood and skulls that's what i'm out dog i'm like cool you know what <laughs> send a tow ship we're fucking home I'm done yeah <laughs> fuck out of here yep. why are we still here that's a good one you know what and i was thinking about this and this is why i laughed Another thing I fucking hated in this movie, and I just thought of it, and I it really hit me on this rewatch. Why the fuck does nobody know Latin in 2040? Are you fucking kidding me? Dude, I brought that up they watching fucking, the movie. I'm like, he's the only one that knows Latin? They ran this well, through a computer and no, it's some yeah. dead language. And then this fucking dude's like, wait, that's Latin. What? It's so stupid. <laughs> Doctors, pharmacology... Use Latin. Sure. Dude. But the, the, the idea that Latin is like dead at this point is. Okay. So 2047. I mean, technically it is still classified. It's classified as a dead language. 2047. 40 years prior to that, I was. Uh, 42 years prior to that, I was finishing up my fourth year of Latin. <laughs> you know, I just. It, I found it hard to believe. It was oh, yeah. a little. The, and the fact that they said that they ran it through like a, some computer program, and they I did, ran it through I can, three I can filters. I run it through Google yeah. Translate here and probably get it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, three filters like, too. I looked at Sarah. I'm like, they ran it through three filters, and nobody knew Latin. Dude, they could have shazammed it right there, right? But yeah, yeah. of course, nobody knew Latin. And then this, yeah, it was so. It's so like I said. Dumb. As far as it goes, it makes sense that the trauma doctor knows it. Yeah, because that makes it's the most sense. But it's just at the, the same time, that, like, too. Yeah. Yeah. And all these people, this is a military. We've grown, I, we, we've grown up with Google Translate. It's so it's so silly. It was it is that was that. I'm just glad I got to bring that up because that was a thing that I immediately laughed at in this movie. Still love it. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm glad you still like it. And I'm oh, yeah. glad that I watched it. You know, I'm glad that. I have that under my belt. If anybody brings it up, I can be like, yeah, I watched that movie. I Why? wish I did you like it? I wish I watched it 20 years ago, you know. <laughs> you 
you're in the same boat, uh, Brooks, where you wish so you had a little bit of nostalgia for this? It felt like, I mean, because I watched a lot more horror movies in the 90s, because uh, that was like, you know, I was a, a kid. This one just got, this was the one that, this was my white whale, so to speak, <laughs> of yeah. my 90s horror movies that just, for some odd reason, I never seemed to have gotten it to connect until now. I, you know what I um actually it's a, it's a check said. You know what I actually said after I watched this movie. What's up? I was like, man, we should have watched Hellraiser, <laughs> the new one. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. would have done that too. But I'm yeah, like you guys said, it's funny. <laughs> For Brooks Tober, we always end up getting with one that like just nobody is really feeling. Like yeah, it's usually my movie too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I take Sorry, that again. Kyle. I take that again. Rash <laughs> <laughs> still liked it. I, I I didn't say that I didn't like the movie. No, yeah. I mean, I say I like this more than Monster Squad. Yeah, uh, I can I can see that. It's like this one. I this one I could watch again, uh, guilt free, compared yeah. to Monster Squad. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't have to pick I, and choose my audience with that one. Although probably not with my religious in laws. Probably not a good idea. But no, um, you know, I don't have to I worry. It about... might be the best horror movie ever for them, though. <sighs> Maybe <laughs> I wouldn't do it. They might say like, "What the hell was wrong with Brooks?" They might already sure say said that. that. What's going to prompt I'm sure, them to think that? I'm sure they said if he shows them Event Horizon because they're incredibly religious. Yeah, yeah. that's could... going to prompt them. <laughs> It could do that. I was going to say, you know, you, you just eat the whole hog and watch Hellraiser. Yeah. Really? That's the that's the question. That's the phrase. Eat the whole hog. That is that is a phrase. I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm OK. Frequently. That just sounded incredibly a... dirty. I'm sorry. All right. So I'll bring it up this time, uh, gentlemen. OK. Because I've got my rating for the first time. Oh, OK. I've got my rating for it already, or my rating awesome. scale. It's a Brooks Vimber miracle. It is. Uh, so, uh, who would like to receive my rating? Uh, let's go. You ask Kyle. Kyle asked me. I ask you. Okay. Yep, so Brooks to me, me to Sean, Sean to you. Okay. Yep. So we'll keep this going. Yeah. Uh, so Kyle. Yes, sir. How many? If you were to give this movie a rating between, I like to give you nice round numbers, so one to ten, uh, poorly CGI'd objects floating in a hallway. Mm -hmm. How many poorly CGI uh, objects would you give this movie? Out of ten floating objects in a hallway, I would probably give this... Let's say seven and then half of a dude's body that like clipped under the wall and broke in that half and shattered. Does, that does remind me. Did they clean up after that? <laughs> I They had to have. But again, if they did, they certainly didn't ever remove the skulls and blood from the fucking right next to the control panel. It's just like, oh, <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> I wonder which one that one is. Yeah. Is that Bill or Terry, you think? Yeah. Uh, Definitely not yeah. the guy that was frozen and like melted on the floor. Yep. 
He was also fully clothed, which was weird because the no one the in time, the flash packs were fully clothed. They were all naked and fucking. So and uh, tearing yeah, each other I, apart too while they were doing that. I'm gonna say seven and a half. Seven and a half. So a seventy-five. Yeah, I mean it's. I understand the movie's flaws. Yeah. Yeah, I understand the movie's flaws. I enjoy. I'd say whatever it would make it a C plus, mm-hmm. but um. Okay. Yeah. Overall, man, I, I think this movie's great. You know what it is? It's a '90s horror movie set in space with some pretty shoddy CGI, but overall, really great suspense. So, for the most part. I love Event Horizon. I admit a lot of it's probably nostalgia and rose-colored glasses, but that's fine. It works for me. Probably why it doesn't work as effectively on you both, but eh. That's what the risk you run, running these movies. So, Shawnee Boy. Yo. I got a ranking system for you, my friend. Sweet. I had to look it up real quick to make sure I got these numbers right. But, Sean, if you... We're a trauma doctor in space, and a spaceship was actually alive and haunted by a hellish demon, and it convinced somebody else to cut you open and crack open your 24 ribs. How many of those 24 ribs would be cracked? Okay. So, if I was a trauma doctor... And this uh, ship convinced somebody to crack open my ribs. And spray out, like, all of your internal organs, and you were sprayed open. You get, yeah. You get, that's my reference. Oh, no, no, I, I got it. Thank you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Explaining> that. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to have to say that poor bastard, he doesn't realize that actually half of my ribs are titanium, so that little scalpel's doing jack shit. Mm. Cause I'll out of twenty four ribs that uh, is there actually twenty four ribs? Yeah. yeah. Is that is that okay? Um, well, is that front and back or is it front and back? Front each and back are each individual? a rib. Uh-huh. Ah, interesting. You got a well, lot. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. Um, I was shocked too, though. There's a lot more than I thought. Yeah. I thought I like twelve. There's like fourteen max. Yeah. Right. So we're both on okay. the same page. Did you look that up? I did. That's why I, I looked it up real quick so I could get it right. Uh, okay. Cool. <laughs> I, he, I'm gonna give this a solid uh, 12 out of 24. A 50, um, 50 percent. And that's just because, like, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I said earlier, like this movie sucked and I didn't like it. But like, I also said it was meh, and and I stand by that. Like, <laughs> I'll I'll watch this movie again. I'm not gonna like go out of my way to avoid it. But like. I don't know. I'll probably be on my phone half the movie. <laughs> it was very popular on the TV reruns when I still had cable. Yeah. So, how the fuck was this on TV? Even oh, edited, like the shitty, edited, edited shit, heavily. They, I, I they mean, basically what don't the show the last ten minutes. Yeah, I didn't Jesus watch it. I'm Christ. just saying when you flip through, it was always on somewhere. Well, no, I'm just if saying it's a, how, if it was like if it was old it? Sci-Fi Channel at like say ten o'clock at night, they t- they tend to get away with a little bit more. Oh, yeah, yeah, when people are sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Brooks. Yes, sir. There's a, there's a fascination with eyeballs and eyeballs being removed. That there uh, is. Now, my rating system has nothing to do with this movie. It's just, you know, keep that in mind. I Last night, last night was Halloween, pulling back the curtain. 
I watched Beetlejuice, which is a far superior movie. Now, in that sure. movie, they ask, uh, "What are you going to do to scare them out?" And they, you know, pull their pull their faces. They contort. Um, Bill Pullman's character gets a whole bunch of eyeballs out of his finger, Baldwin. and Gina Davis uh, pops her eyeballs down into her mouth. Now, Brooks, on a scale of one to twelve, which are the eyeballs that you see in this scene uh, between Bill Pullman and Gina Davis, Alec Baldwin. How how many movies? No, how many eyeballs? Are you giving Event Horizon? Uh, I love how we've gone full circle with this whole uh, Peter Weller, Ed Harris, Jason Isaacs, Julian Sands, <laughs> and Bill Pullman and Alec Baldwin. Oh, I love that. Uh, if I had to uh, rate this with how many eyeballs I would have in my hand, uh, I would give this... A 6.5, half an eyeball as well. So, hmm. um, n- Both of you boys the, with halvesies here. Not the, it's not the best movie. I Like I said, I am glad I watched this movie. Um, was it the best? It might have been uh, if I had watched it 20 years ago. But I didn't get... I didn't get the opportunity to watch this when it was, you know, fresh and on everyone's mind. And that's kind of like a regret, I guess. But I do not regret watching this movie. I enjoyed it, but I mean, this day and age, I have definitely seen better. It's I one think, of the curses. I yeah. think it's, I would say that it is like a bucket list movie to watch I, I liked what you said earlier how you were able to check the box that like you'd seen right. i think that's a perfect description it's a box check movie at this point like you don't have that to watch it to put it but like it's gonna be on a lot of list of horror movies so if you're into and that, it, it is on on yeah like i've seen this on like the like watch mojo list all the time and it's yeah. like okay so, that's that's I like that description, Brooks, and I think we might adopt that in future usage. It's a checkbox movie, man. It, yeah, it's not the greatest, but you you watched it, so I like that. Um, yeah, and I think fucking shit, boys. That's gonna close out another Brooks Tobvember. Yes. Yeah, so uh, let's see. This this last year was me having you know double duty on. On the movie or and or game, Sean had it this year. Next year, it's your turn, buddy. Yeah, all right. Uh, I like that idea. So that way uh, we get our get our four in, and uh, yeah. And I like the fact that if I want to, uh, I have the option to call the audible and pop in another movie too. Exactly. I th- I think it's yeah. a fantastic because there's a, good horror games are kind of hard. Mm-hmm. They're they don't come out every year, no. Uh, yeah. And you know some of them, some of the ones you know we've played quite a few, and you you know the podcast has touched on a few, or you know it's some of the some of the Although, better ones we've touched. I will say that there is a Resident Evil Four remake launching in March, and I'm totally hyped on that shit. Dude, don't get even get excited. You're not even going to be able to play it. I can play Resident Evil 4. It's not first person. <laughs> and they're going to remake it and it's going to ruin it for I've you. I've heard that I'm they're actually I'm not going to wish that they're, they're going to release a a new version of Resident Evil Village that will have a third person mode. They're, it's like the game oh, of the sick. year edition. So, 
Nice. There's hope nice. for me. Yeah. Huzzah! There's, there's yeah, hope for you Yeah, I forget yet. that you're not great with, like, the first person. Uh, not all. And that's the dumbest thing is that it's not all of them. No. Because, again, I mean, you know, Destiny, I fuck, I play, Destiny 2 I play is, like. Destiny all the time. All the time, yeah. yeah. Must I play be. Call of Duty all the time. So yeah. it's just. It's certain engine things, or I don't know. Somebody does something somewhere, and I don't certain like movement it. styles. I think does that. I had that happen to me. Um, the only time right. it's happened to me was when I played Mirror's Edge. I could see that. Weirdly enough, Mirror's Edge did not affect me. Oh, but it's terrible for me. But I think it had more to do with like moving around with the bright colors. Also, every game in the Source engine I can't play except for Portal One and Two, which is fucking weird because they're the most mind bendy fucking give yeah. you all that bullshit any but whatever anyways brooksy buddy thank you as always for being our eternal guest on this hey, month of uh, brooks-tober thank you for having me on yet again for year six that's crazy man this is or, one of the longest or traditions i should I've say ever i had. should say year two sure right because nothing before sean nothing counted before sean counted you're goddamn right. <laughs> but Don't you forget it. Love I you, think Ryan. this still puts me as the number one in terms of. Abs- uh, right. There's nobody even close, dude. It's yeah. for like the first three spots. Uh, I like how you're trying to figure this out as if there's a goddamn question. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm still the most. Yeah. The yeah. most guest host. That's that. In- Indeed, in all aspects, you're the and everything. host with the most. Yeah, there you go. The I host, you know what, boys? Sean, you you took us out there, Brooks. Well, I was saying, all right, boys. All right, all right, Brooks, take them out. Well, I would like everybody to pull your eyes out of your skull and go fuck yourselves. Man, I I really every time you start talking, I picture uh, Les Grossman from Tropic Thunder, where he's like, "I'm gonna need you to take a couple steps back and fuck your own ass." <laughs> I would do that, but I do have uh, kids yep. trying to go to bed here. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> I'd totally go that route. It is definitely the vibe I'm trying to say. <laughs>